I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a thing going about on Reddit, or I guess it was just on Twitter, and it was an old Reddit thread, uh, and it was super crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you. It was sort of a multi-part thing. Um, so basically, Ooh, story someone, time with Corey. Yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gathering kids, gathering, gathering. <laughs> so this was posted to r slash uh, legal advice on Reddit. This guy writes, on the 15th of April, I found a yellow post-it note in a handwriting that wasn't mine on my desk reminding me of some errands I had to do, but told literally nobody about. While odd, I chalked it up to something I did in my sleep, thinking maybe in my half-awake state, I scrawled it so it didn't appear, uh, so it didn't appear to be my handwriting. I threw it out and thought little of it. On the 19th, I found another post-it note on the back of my desk chair in the same handwriting as the previous note, telling me to make sure I saved my documents. I was freaked out, but there were no other signs of a break-in, so I set up a webcam in my house, aimed at my desk, and used a security cam app for it to record after detecting movement. On the 28th, I woke up to find another post-it note, this one saying, our landlord isn't letting me talk to you, but it's important we do. I immediately checked the webcams folder on my computer and found nothing from the night before, but my computer's re recycling bin had been emptied, which I am certain I did not do recently, indicating someone had noticed the webcam and deleted the files. They were just saved straight to a folder on my desktop, desktop called webcam. Today, on the 1st of May, I found another post-it note, this time on the outside of my door with nothing written on it, and there also appeared to be post-its on many other doors in my apartment complex, all blank in varying colors. Do I have any legal recourse here? I have no proof except for the post-its, but those are written by my pen and on my post-it notes. So con conceivably I could have faked them. Would contacting the police get me into any trouble if they can't determine any outside source for this? I just wanna make sure I'm not wasting anyone's time. Should I consult my landlord, those also living in the complex? So... What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this sounds like someone trying to make a creepy pasta on our legal advice. Right? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is though, the way that he's phrasing it, he like he's not writing it as a creepy pasta. He's just genuinely like what is happening here? Like mm. he's there's no part of him that's like there's a ghost in my house or anything like that. That's what makes some of the best creepy pastas though that's is true. when they're just like yeah. playing it straight. Yeah, that's very true. Uh and in like subsequent comments like he had said that like he thought it might be the landlord because obviously who has mm. access to yeah. your apartment right like who can come in and like screw with you that way mm -hmm. and so he starts thinking like oh my god it's the landlord um yeah. and like what legal recourse do i have against this landlord sure so uh, people comment on this trying to figure out answering it because it's legal advice they're talking mm -hmm. about legally what recourse do you mm -hmm. have to this but another poster uh comments to him and says uh you seem sincere and this doesn't appear to be the plot of a ray bradbury shirts short story <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's possible that your landlord is leaving notes inside your apartment but they don't make any sense in the context you're describing them it's likely that you are writing the notes yourself, but you're forgetting. Do you use post-it notes as reminders in any other parts of your life? Yes, this might be a mental health issue. You might be experiencing some sort of dissociative disorder, or it might be a physical problem. You mentioned that you have a very unusual narrow bedroom with no windows. Is there a chance that you're not getting enough ventilation when you sleep or that there is a carbon monoxide leak in the building? A cheap CO detector, which you should have anyway, is a fast way to find out. You'll also have really bad headaches. 
Uh, and so he then, you know, goes on, he's like, listen, you know, your own medical history, um, but, you know, don't feel ashamed if you need to talk to someone about what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, so this poster takes this to heart, uh, posts an update on another thread later on and says, hey, thanks to everyone who sent suggestions and gave advice on how to proceed, especially those who recommended a CO detector, because when I plugged one in in the bedroom, it read at 100 parts per million. Shut up. Now, Jeez. you can see right behind me, I have a, a carbon monoxide detector right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a big old zero on it. That's the number it's supposed to be. Sure. Let me <laughs> Let me put this in context for you. Uh, according to the U.S. Product Safety Commission, if carbon monoxide levels increase and remain above 70 parts per million, initial symptoms can include headache, fatigue, shortness of breath, nausea, and dizziness. Mm. Higher level levels can result in mental confusion, vomiting, and loss of muscular coordination. At sustained carbon monoxide concentrations above 150 to 200 points per million, disorientation, unconsciousness, and death are possible. This guy is well above the 70 mark and just has just been, yeah, just a smidge, and yeah. has just been sitting here. Make that what you will. Writing himself these post-it notes. And yeah. I'm so crazy. Hell. Here's one of my favorite details of this too. And, and I, will, I will go on with this in a second, but one of my favorite details, the camera, right? Where he yeah. was talking about that he was, you know, he had this on and it was saving to this folder. Yeah, yeah. He had never actually installed this camera. He just put a camera up, put a folder on his desktop, wrote wow. webcam on it, oh, and, was, no. and wow. thought that someone was clearing them out and clearing his recycle bin oh, every my day. God. Which that is I just fantastic. It's kind of delightful. You know, you're like, yeah. okay, it's kind of brain damage from the In CO2. A carbon but monoxide. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Haze. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but of course, it, it doesn't have to be sustained uh, like he was dealing with. So this was happening over a long period of time. And some people in the thread pointed, they talked about another thread, which I couldn't find, unfortunately, but where yeah. another person had posted about trying to get rid of ants. And they mm -hmm. were like, oh, I have all these ants in my house. And I've done all these different things to get rid of these ants, but the ants just won't go away. Um, and it turned out like someone again in the comments was like, um, have you tested your CO, CO in your house? And they did, and it turned out he was hallucinating the ants. Oh my ants. God. Yeah, wow. right? Uh, so like over a long period of time, if it's like a lower level, but obviously a non-zero number, mm -hmm. it can cause these like hallucinations and stuff like it that. It feels like step have. one is always, are you sure there are bugs? That's step one, isn't it? Yeah. Just in general, uh, are you sure there are bugs is a is a really good start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it doesn't have to be like sustained like that. It can be sudden if you have a super high level of carbon monoxide all at once. So generators in residential spaces tend to be like the primary culprit for this. Sure. Um, and famously, Weird Al's parents died that way. That, yeah. Uh, yep. They were killed by carbon monoxide and it was sudden. So like they wow. both died same time over the course of that night uh, although i'm not sure if that's scarier though <laughs> like the idea that people like die suddenly or the fact that like otherwise it slowly it's sort of... drive you mad right. and it, like, <laughs> yeah. it essentially yeah, yeah, presents yeah. as like flu symptoms like a multi-million selling record career <laughs> <laughs> or that <laughs> hadn't thought about it that way uh, 
<laughs> but you know, or it's like, you know, it basically presents as flu-like symptoms essentially. So you go to the doctor and they like treat you for the flu and then you die mm. after hallucinations mm -hmm. from carbon monoxide. So not great. However, there is a slightly less horrifying side effect of carbon monoxide poisoning. And there's one case that is often cited uh, when people talk about it. So in 1921, a woman dubbed Mrs. H described strange goings on in her home. Mm. She said, quote, one morning I heard footsteps in the room over my head. I hurried up the stairs to my surprise the room was empty. I passed into the next and then into all the rooms on that floor and the floor above to find that I was the only person in that part of the house. Sometimes after I've gone to bed, the noises from the storeroom are tremendous as if furniture was being piled against the door and China was being moved about and occasionally a long and fearful sigh or wail. Sometimes as I walk along the hall, I feel as if someone was following me, going to touch me. You cannot understand if it understand it if you've not experienced it, but it's real. As I was dressing for breakfast one morning, B, who was four years old, came to my room and asked me why I'd called him. I told him I'd not called him, that I'd not been in his room. With big and startled eyes, he said, who was it then that called me? Who made that pounding noise? Which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I mean, that's... If that happened as as detailed in that account, then yeah, that I could yeah. see how that would be unnerving. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine one of your kids coming in and saying that to you, like just yeah. dead serious? Like well, kids, yeah. kids say spooky shit constantly. <laughs> yeah, kids are do. creepy. Really do. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, and I was an especially creepy kid, so mm. I get it. I know I was there. <laughs> yeah, you were there. You experienced it. I was a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So she says, I told him it was undoubtedly the wind rattling his window. No, he said it was not that. It was somebody that called me. Who was it? And so on he talked, insisting that he'd been called and for me to explain who it had been. The whole family experienced these hauntings, rattling beds, lethargy, and temporary paralysis. And even the plants around the house would wither and die. Uh, which is an interesting detail to me. Mm. Uh, so she went on to say, some nights after I've been in bed for a while, I felt as if the bedclothes were jerked off me and I've also felt as if I'd been struck on the shoulder. One night I woke up and saw someone sitting on the foot of my bed, a man and a woman. The woman was young, dark and slight and wore a large picture hat. I was paralyzed and could not move. Well, that's just good old-fashioned sleep paralysis. We've all had exactly, that. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and a like pile of laundry turns into a goblin. You know, oh yeah. God, yeah. When yeah. like you know your your TV or whatever yeah. turns into a fucking. You, you, you try to scream, but no air will come out of your lungs. You know exactly, yeah. exactly. I think I've talked about before that my like biggest fear in the world is that I I can't scream. Mm -hmm. um, huh. I have like this like huge phobia of not being able to scream, and that's like a constant thing in my in my dreams which also uh, i mean i don't scream per se but my husband assures me i can definitely make noises because i am constantly <laughs> while i'm sleeping like ah, ah, <laughs> super weird little screams I'm like ah. but anyway mrs h is telling everyone she knows about this naturally like you know mm -hmm. what what do you guys think is going on in my haunted house um and after telling her brother-in-law keep in mind it's 1921 right he was like, you know, I've heard of folks having similar experiences after being poisoned by combustion gases. Turns mm. out he was right. Carbon mm. monoxide it's, poisoning. It's always gas. It's yeah. always gas. Yeah. In 2016, investigative journalist Carrie Poppy also discussed a similar paranormal experience in her TEDx talk. She said mm. she had agonizing chest pains and a constant sense of dread. 
so Mark, have you checked your CO in your house? <laughs> but, uh, despite, uh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> despite seeing psychiatrists calling ghost hunters and trying cleansing rituals, she was still afflicted by the supernatural. <laughs> Turns out she'd inhaled a shit ton of carbon it's monoxide. To the point, like you do. Yeah, to the yeah, point that well, yeah. if it had taken her any longer to figure it out, she would have been mm. straight up warm food. She was just like this oh close God. to death before finally someone was like, it it might be her. Oh, it's the gas. It's yeah. the gas. This Shit. is this has been like <laughs> so like the past week or so or whatever, I've been like having headaches and having like little visual hallucinations here and there and whatnot. And I mm -hmm. swear to God, like at like 3 a.m. <laughs> I, like out of nervousness ordered more carbon monoxide detectors because i'd been thinking sure. about this reddit thread i was like oh my god it's like that's carbon monoxide. a bad thing that can't, you know that's, that's, yeah that's... and then thankfully i used the wrong credit card so when i woke up in the morning it was like payment didn't get through and i'm like good i didn't just buy 80 dollars worth of carbon carbon monoxide detectors okay. when we have some in our house that work just fine to be but fair, was... it's probably better to have too many as opposed to too few it's a really like, yeah, good point agreed. Some yeah. of us, you know, smoke up the house at least once a week when they're cooking, so they unplug their carbon monoxide detectors and don't right. always remember to put them back in. <laughs> On oh, purpose. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> accidentally uh, do this. On, yeah. the, on the topic of sleep paralysis, right? Yeah, yeah. Is... Uh, Am I am I right to not believe in lucid dreaming? I don't believe that. that I don't. I don't really believe that. Like, as in, I, you I, can control your dreams yes. while you're. Yeah, and I know well, there are people I, who claim to be practitioners of this and that it can be learned and that it can be taught, but I don't, I don't, I've chosen that I don't believe that. I mean, you don't have that app. I mean, that happens to me when I'm near waking up, that I can make mm. all the choices and everything in my dream for myself. Yeah, I oh, definitely okay. am able to make choices in dreams pretty frequently. Oh, fair enough. Just it's, it's not something that I like engage in. It's just something that like, yeah, I have. You didn't have to, to go to a retreat or something to learn it. You didn't have to study. No, yeah. I just have to take a stronger Yoga than usual dose of melatonin usually. Mark, I feel like you just like, you have like less dreams or like, I don't know, you dream weird to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. like, this is not the first time that you've been confused by yeah, that's like, true. the I way people dream. About, we spoke about COVID nightmares a lot, mm -hmm. didn't we? COVID nightmare syndrome. Uh, yeah. something, that, uh, something that woke me up a little bit, in fact, to... to you know, you know, I don't believe in anything. My default position is, and I don't really believe in that. And right. I'd seen in lots of places on the radio and news, whatever, that uh, everywhere across the globe, by and large, uh, people during lockdown, during the pandemic, when it was really mm -hmm. in the thick of it, when everything was weird as fuck, uh, and nobody had really got a handle on what was going on yet, um, the severity and frequency and recountability, seemingly, of nightmares yeah. was recorded as being, you know, way more uh you know way more prevalent across the globe and obviously my instinct would be uh is it really mm. until <laughs> yep turns out it was um for a good old chunk of time in the middle of that uh, in, of, of last year um nearly a moment a morning would pass when i wasn't kind of shuddered awake from from something interesting yeah. Yeah. well i also started having covid specific nightmares where i was like out in okay. public and i forgot my mask it's like oh, oh. god what have i done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I've had like a few that were actually COVID specific, but mine were always like just heightened anxiety dreams more mm -hmm. than anything else. They didn't necessarily relate specifically to pandemic. It was just like really during that initial, like probably like 
a month into lockdown or whatever, where it was like really up in the air and everything, it was just constant, extremely vivid, extremely memorable dreams every single day, just waking up being like, yes, I remember every element of whatever weird anxiety dream that I had last night. My most frequent nightmares right now are when I'm dieting and then I'll just have sugar nightmares where I just like house a cheesecake or something and completely ruin the diet that I'm on. (laughs) See, that's uh, that's interesting to me. Like, I think I just mine. I love talking about like the weirdness of people's dreams and whatnot, because mine aren't usually like that directly related. Like I can see what like that. Usually there's a stress theme Mm-hmm. That I'm like, it's not the exact thing that I'm stressed out about, but it has the same effect on me, the thing that's stressing that. Or I just dream out like monsters or something like that. Yeah, right. It's completely unrelated. But like, there's like a connection between I'm like, yeah, I'm really stressed out about this thing I have due. So I have a dream about something else that's a deadline or like something like that, you know. But yeah, I feel like, Mark, you're usually like skeptical of people's dream things because you like you don't dream like other people do. I don't know about that. Um, I, I I think it's more akin to I don't particularly believe what other people do. Um, <laughs> most most stuff that people claim are, are, are part you of their lived everyone's experience. Lying all the time. I just don't tend to believe it. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot that I, that I find difficult to to countenance. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it's Fair fine. Enough. It's fine. I'm not bemoaning the fact. I'm, it's fine. Uh, yeah. But as they come up, you know, as as, as we go along, I'll, I'll happily tell you whether or not something passes my filter of Smell stuff test. that is exactly that. Yeah, stuff that is yeah. credible to me. <laughs> uh, me, a white man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is credible. Can I make this fit? Yes, I can. Okay, fine. Move along. <laughs> yeah. Well, all that to say, guys, you know. <laughs> After that, um, if you think you have ghosts in your house, plants are wilting. Maybe it's carbon, it's monoxide. carbon monoxide. It's the detectors. gas. Mm. Might be the gas. And if it's not the gas, do something about those ghosts. Then yeah. call me. I'm a trained exorcist. It's fine. Hey, there you go. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an exorcist song. I can't remember what the exorcist music sounds like. Dun, so. dun, but Ghostbusters dun, are exorcists dun, 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 dun. of a sort. It's fine. Of course they are. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, (laughs) I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Okay, well, look. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to your weekly reminder that, yes, uh, things probably are actually that bad. It's <laughs> Jack of all graves. <laughs> it's Jack of all graves, uh, officially the UK's fastest growing podcast. I'm just going to fucking say that. I don't know if that's verifiable. You know what, Mark? <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's been a minute since we we've had a dedication from you. Oh, hasn't it? Um, mm, uh, I feel a little bit of pressure, but it'll come to me as we converse. Okay, well, I can't then, just... while you think about who to dedicate this to, yeah, yeah. Uh, may I introduce mm. our guest, uh, my dear friend since childhood, uh, Duncan, Duncan Newton Gay. Hey, what's happening, Joag Duncan? Up, Welcome, Duncan? sir. Thank We're you so, so much. To Good you. to be here. Good to be yeah. here. Yeah. 
Yeah, Duncan joins us from beautiful Western Massachusetts today. Uh, and uh, how you doing, man? How's life? I'm doing all right. Working a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You work on weekends? I, I work overtime on the weekends because, oh. you know, COVID may, you know, the place I work for does uh, community COVID testing okay. and uh, COVID vaccining. So they need IT help on the ends of this, those systems. So nice yep. hey take that ot man take it yeah oh no believe me like i've got a brand new computer i've got a brand new computer <laughs> desk we scheduled a tattoo yes. appointment for bailey i mean beautiful delightful yeah. what is your dear fiance getting a tattoo of we're oh. all ink enthusiasts here we are yeah sure so she she's get, got doing a series of tattoos from the video game pyre down her right arm so she's going to be getting the next one in that okay very nice very well, yeah. nice Mark, have you thought of a dedication? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't yet. It'll just, okay, it'll, we'll it'll just come move on. on. Yeah, please, let's, we'll let's do that. Let's that is a hardcore it. tattoo, by the way, uh, Duncan. That is, uh, you know, that is commitment to that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she lo- she played that. it, like, several times. She loves everything I would hope Supergiant so. makes. Mm-hmm. Aw, that's delightful. This is, I you know, every time I like something, my brain's first thought is, can I tattoo it on me? Yeah, yeah, so, why not? You know, I am so hesitant to to get anything in, from anyone living inked on me. Well, while well, they still have life, there's still the possibility that they'll turn out to be a wrong one. He yeah, says that's, with his that's why Rick I and got... Morty tattoos. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know, right? I that was a proper brisk. Yeah, that's why I, you know I'm lucky Douglas Adams is dead because I got dope panic on my foot. I'm lucky that yeah. Edward Gorey is dead because I've got. Uh, his Dracula and Lucy on the back of my calf. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I don't have the like little Douglas, like the little Hitchhiker's Guide planet guy on on me yet. You oh, know? I, that I, was like that's going on the shoulder here next yeah, underneath go. this, you know, Elder Sign. Like, yeah, yeah. okay, H.P. Lovecraft is terrible, but Cosmic <laughs> Horror is still a, a big deal. <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember if I've said it on here before, but I, you know, when I went and got my what I jokingly call like either my basic bitch tattoo or my Elizabeth Warren tattoo, mm-hmm. there was a girl, uh, you know, there who I was like, yeah, you know, you're getting something that's a quote about a person who might turn out to be terrible, and she was like, but it's not about the person, is it? Mm-hmm. It's about what that thing means to you. So as long as you don't have like someone's face. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you get a little bit of wiggle room about yeah. that. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's exciting. Anyways, today. And with how frequently pe- people turn out to be te- terrible yeah. in wrestling, that's why I've got oh. a turnbuckle tattoo instead of an actual wrestler. It's very smart. Anyone it's getting really an smart. actual named wrestler tattooed on them is just asking to be asking branded. Asking for it. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and, and deserving of all they get. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but we will talk in a, in a little bit about uh-huh. why that's probably a bad idea because mm-hmm. today Duncan is joining us because in a little bit we are going to journey into the world of wrestling. Yep. It's uh, fun and happy sides and it's darker sides. And this was very much an episode. This was a Joag that was waiting in the wings for us, man. It was mm-hmm. only a matter of time before this happened. Um, it's true. But, you know, what, what better time than now? It had to happen. It did, yeah. So we will get there in a little bit. A few mm. things to uh, get to before that. For one, I would just like to make a brief correction on last week's episode when, in depth, Mark had asked me about like the biggest earthquake I'd been in and was asking me about the damage that would be done by it. And I was like, it was nothing. It was like a five. It was no big deal. 
and that is 1,000% not true. Uh, in 2010 on Easter, I was in a 7.2 earthquake and it sucked. <laughs> I was in the middle. I was like uh, making Easter lunch, you know, and I was like put, setting everything out on the table mm. and I was like standing there and I kind of felt like a little bit of a roll and I remember going, Keo, is it? And him kind of walking out of the, the kitchen and looking at me. And then we both looked and we had this like hanging lamp in our walkway and it oh, was wow. swinging back and forth. And we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it like really started like rolling, rolling, rolling. This earthquake lasted 89 seconds. Oof. Yeah, that's a really long time to be rolling. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, is it going to be worse if I sit down is it like you know it was just like I don't I just kind of like stood in a doorway like they mm -hmm. tell you to do or whatever and was mm -hmm. like uh, and waited for everything to to stop shaking Duck and 89 roll. seconds must seem like an eternity it's a long time. seems like forever to yep. just be like ah the ground is moving uh and then I went and I threw up Obviously. <laughs> and reasonable was completely <laughs> nauseous the rest of the day after having made this like huge easter feast i was like i can't eat any of it no. the damage uh it caused a lot of damage particularly in mexico but in southern california uh multiple water mains broke uh they closed a terminal in san diego airport for fear of a natural gas leak uh Chimneys and balconies collapsed in El Centro. There were power outages, and a group of people got stuck in an elevator at Disneyland. Oh, oh yeah, being your stuck favorite. in a lift during an earth, uh, <laughs> being stuck in a lift during an earthquake would be <sighs> absolute nope. No, that's a big nope. For it me. is, isn't it? Like, that's the nope imagine? limit. That is the ceiling. That's where I start to flip out. Shaking elevator. Yeah, yeah during an earthquake. No that, thanks. Fuck me. No fucking thank yeah. you. <laughs> Earthquake, yeah. yes. The biggest, Stuck in an elevator. The biggest earthquake yes. I was ever in just felt like a freaking like eighteen wheeler truck driving by the house. Oh yeah. Except yeah. we live on a dead end street, so yeah. that's always the thing know. is like the moment that you realize something was an earthquake is when you realize it wouldn't make sense the thing you thought it initially was. Yeah, like, yeah. Why would there have been a Mack yeah. truck on my street? <laughs> At three in the morning, yeah. At three in the morning. Just to to pick up on something else from last week, we are still waiting. Uh, listeners, we are still waiting to get confirmation as to whether or not zero is in fact a number. And if it were, <laughs> and if it turns out there is a number, what now? What do we all collectively decide to do moving what forward on this? What does it mean for us? What does it mean so, for humanity if as zero soon, is a number? <laughs> as soon as we get word in, I'll make sure to, to give us all an update. Until then, just sit no. tight, all right? The best message that we received about that is most of it was people laughing at us. Um, Richard took an amazing screenshot uh, from this, too. I don't know if you saw that, that yeah. I entitled Mansplaining. This Mark with his hands out and me just looking like, the fuck are you talking about? And, um, but... You were so sure too. Like you were like, I'm like, no, like 30 would be an even number. And you're like, no, it's not. It's like. No, but why? Thirty is definitely. I, I I may not know if zero itself counts, but thirty is definitely an even number. <laughs> it sounds like something I would say. I would have to go back and check the tapes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyways, um, our our resident boffin listener Eileen Eileen Marks did uh, get a hold of me and say, "Hey, listen." Um, this does happen with science grad students a lot, where like just basic 
there you go. math and Concept. numbers, things like that just yeah. fly from their heads and they they That's end up in definitely a stupid what happened. situation like that. Yeah, it's certainly not that neither math, <laughs> neither Mark nor yeah. I know anything no. about numbers. If anything, we it's, know too much about maths. We know too much. We lost it and uh, the simple stuff starts to... <laughs> Slip away. Starts to disappear. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just the way it works. So the, the brain is a finite resource. It is. See, I would have gone with it's not because we don't know much about math. I mean, we don't know much about math, but that's not the reason this happened. Yeah. <laughs> Entirely separate reason here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So thank you for that little bit of comfort, mm. Eileen. While everyone else yes. just you didn't uh, have to say that. Thank you. At us. <laughs> uh, also, just a, a quick reminder. Our next watch along will be May 22nd. So uh, make sure that you join our Discord. Mark, uh, you will be taking yeah. care of a poll probably within probably within the next few days. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that poll is gonna be out there by the end of the weekend. Ho ho! Yes. All right. So there will be a poll up. Yeah. Uh, where where do you where do you put it? Twitter or Facebook? I put it on Twitter and then I link to it from Facey okay. and from our Instagram bio. Yeah, so we're doing MTV Horror. MTV Horror. Uh, this time. And you know what, actually? Um, I feel like I-, I watched a pretty good example of that yesterday by oh, pure on. happenstance. I watched 13 Ghosts. Have you guys okay. seen that? Uh, yes, but it was like 2 in the morning and I was really drunk. Same, same, same. <laughs> it's, I know, while knowing I've seen it, I couldn't tell you a single thing, not a single thing about it. Yeah. Well, see, I thought that I had seen it. I love. I could tell Matt you the number Dillard, of ghosts, probably. So... <laughs> that's actually, you know, it's trickier than you would think. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's actually more complicated. <clears throat> Is Thirteen Ghosts the one with like the crazy thing with like the wire like tears through a boat, ripping people in half and shit? No, that's no, Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Oh, right okay. There, yeah. Fair enough. Then... <laughs> that. That's that, another one that I've also seen at two in the morning while mm. drunk at a friend's house. And it all <laughs> runs together. That's a film I know by heart, musical cues and all. Uh, Fair enough. So, the more I think of no. it, though, the more there are more MTV horrors that I that I that I would like to see than I thought there might be. I'm, I'm I'd love to see Halloween well, H two O again. Yeah, Thirteen Ghosts was surprisingly fun. Mm. Um, I so I thought that I'd seen it before, and then as soon as it started, I was like, I have definitely never seen this movie. Mm. Uh, and this is a much more fun movie than the one that I had in my head. It very much meets the MTV horror thing. It's shot in such a music video way to the point at sometimes like you're just like enough. Yeah, right. Like it's just <laughs> too much of this. Um, this works in a movie music video because it's five minutes. When you spread it out over an entire movie, you're like, my brain. Um, but it was, it's funny. Like, it's so quippy. There's all these, like, really silly lines in it and stuff like that. That, like, and not in a, like, oops, they accidentally made a funny movie <clears throat> way. But, like, genuinely really funny script in it. Um, the monsters are, the ghosts, I should say, are insane. They're, the designs on them are incredible. Um, they, there's really cool gore in it um just i mean it's absurd you've got shannon oh, you, elizabeth and you have Tony my attention you acting have in my the same attention. movie mm. i mean you could put it in the poll if you want i don't know that's up to you but just think shannon elizabeth of american pie fame and tony shalhoub who is oh, you know, tony shalhoub fame <laughs> tony shalhoub yeah <laughs> they are on completely different planes of acting ability um <laughs> and it's that can be quite entertaining kind of though that can be yeah. quite fun to watch so it's just all in all, you know, it's 
absurd. I The plot gets like a little muddled here and there, and I had no idea what was going on, but I also found I did not care. Yeah. Which I think is always good when you're like, I, you know what, I'm having a good enough time that it does not matter. Yeah, which is no the polar time. opposite of something like Tenet, where you don't <laughs> know what the fuck is happening and you're really angry about it. Ugh, I feel yeah. like I, I should be capable of processing this, but I'm not, and I'm fucking annoyed at it. And it's Tenet's yeah. fault. It's not your fault. It's Tenet's fault. No, it um, is 100% Tenet's fault. But 13 like Ghosts sounds like the a, inverse of that. I feel like I've made a great life decision by not watching Tenet. Oh, okay, no, you yeah. really have. You really have. You've, you've, <laughs> you're better for not having seen it. Yeah. I, I never even finished it. I got to a point where I was like, why are you doing this to yeah. yourself? I was like, Time is it short. was like two hours in and there was still like another half hour or something left. And I was like, mm. Corrigan. See, at that point, some cost it. fallacy would get me. But, yeah, yes. That's, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's Keo. Keo will. He did this yesterday. He was watching some like zombie movie or something like that. This Korean zombie movie, mm-hmm. and like he watched it, and it was becoming clear that this movie was going to be over two hours long as it mm. went along. But he was like, "But now I've invested myself." That's exactly and kept going. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, uh, "Nope, no, yeah. no, 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 no." I will pause it, see how much is left of the time, and be like. Oh, no. No, no, thank you. It's too rich for my blood. No, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. But, like, I did watch this movie also yesterday called The Haunting of the Mary Celeste because I was in the mood for some boat core. Okay. That is a 72-minute movie. Oh, now you're talking. That feels like a three-hour movie. Uh, Which, that's a skill in itself to take a very lean running time. It definitely takes talent. Yeah, Whether that's yeah, yeah, yeah. good or bad yes. is up for debate, but there definitely requires talents. Yeah, um, you've really done something when you've done that. I'm in the situation where I don't think I've seen any horror at all this week, which is unusual for a week to go by, but uh, I am just about to kick off with Resident Evil Village, which will, uh, you know, doubtless scare the shit out of me on numerous occasions, get me jumping. And I'm playing Returnal. I really want you to, to stream that, because it was so funny when you were playing... Is the, that what it was that you were playing the demo It was, yeah, yeah. It was a demo a few and, months back. And, and you were, like, genuinely getting scared, and watching it was hysterical. Okay. Uh, well, okay. For you. Oh. I'll do that. I forgot yes, to turn I'll my phone that. off. That was me. Um, yeah, Mark started dancing to it. It was, it, was a, it was a jam. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a prayer to the dark god Nyarlathotep. It's fine. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark, were you going to say something? And playing, yeah, that's right. And I've also been playing Returnal, which is uh, it's not a, it's not a horror game per se. It's a sci-fi game with with some horror tropes in it, but it, it inspires feelings of horror in the player. <laughs> it it it's an uh, to play it is to hurt yourself. It is to self-flagellate. Mm. It is to it it is a game that hates you, and <laughs> it isn't shy about letting you know that it hates you. It's no fun to be had in this game, um, and yet. The inch by inch, the incremental progress that you make is just orgasmic when it comes. It's, it's, yeah, it's a good game. But, it, but so it's there, kind of like, kind of like Bloodborne in that respect, which is a horror game, but also has some yeah. disdain for the player. Yeah, there is, there is pain involved. There is certainly pain involved. Um, or Hollow Knight, as I often point mm. out, where that game despises you <laughs> as, as a person. It's just meant to ruin your entire day. Mm. But it's so pretty. It's yeah, pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So pretty. Same as Returnal. <laughs> it's a beautiful looking game. Um, yeah. Because there are some games, you know, that, uh, that are really good at making you feel like a genius, right? 
like t- Portal and Portal Two are great at this. There, you know, you you start a level and you look around and you think, "What the fuck is this? I have no chance of ever figuring this out." And then you do, and it, the light bulb goes off, and you're like, "Hey, I'm a genius." Um, yeah. Returnal is the exact opposite of that. It <laughs> treats you like an absolute stupid fuck. It hates you. Um. <laughs> cool. So hey, why don't you check out that game? That sounds mm, like yeah. a whole lot of fun. I also this week I watched um, Nightmare on Elm Street five mm. the dream child totally just by happenstance that also is the movie that um dead and lovely did this week um i watched it like one day and then the next day they were like our new episode on dream child is out i was like oh shit well i'll listen to that right now then and the episode is hilarious from start to finish and you should check it out um but boy what a movie that is yes H- have you ever seen it duncan I have never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That's I always forget because like you are not you do not come from a horror background. I, d- so I, I like well, you... I don't come from a cinematic horror background. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like let's let's be fair. I come from a literary horror background. Like, yes, I've definitely. read plenty of plenty of Edward Gorey. We had the Ghastly Crumb Tiny's poster in my house for longer than I've been alive. Uh-huh. Like yeah. You know, um, I, I read, you know, read all kinds of goosebumps when I was a kid, like we all yes. did. Uh, but yeah, like, obviously, this would have been a thing that we talked about and bonded over as children. Yes. But in terms of horror movies, yeah, mm-hmm. that was not a thing that you and your family partook in. So you've never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street, any of them. Correct. Well, well I mean, I've seen Freddy versus Jason. You <laughs> <laughs> went way, way, way really later did. Yeah, in that I, franchise. Yeah, yeah, the one the one that Corey is talking about is not the one to start from. It's widely regarded as the season's nadir. I think generally, I would start with the first in something. Yeah, like I mean that. that's yeah. There's no reason idea. not to. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, exactly. And, and then just move forward it just works. And, until I get to the bad ones and then enjoy them for being the bad ones. Yes, yes. yeah. Just like I did I think... with the Jaws movies. Like I guess that's my 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 horror background is like Jaws yes, is like Jaws. the family's favorite movie. But yeah, exactly. And that's you know. I'm with you. Like, I get to the point where I can kind of enjoy the bad Jaws. I mean, also because I think, you know, I was so young when I saw them, I didn't quite mm. clock mm. that they were bad, so there were things that scared me about them and whatnot. I've grown up kid. loving a uh, an Anaglyph 3D gimmick when it's not in 3D, and you're watching the non-3D version yes. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've yeah, just yeah. got oh people poking fucking poles at a flat screen the entire time. <laughs> I love a clumsy Anaglyph 3D gimmick. Yeah, Jaws 3D is one of the most hilarious. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth 3D is another one. Friday the Thirteenth 3D yeah. is another absolute belter. <laughs> yeah, and Dream Child just like man, that is a nonsensical film with a very low kill count uh, and just yeah, very yeah, little yeah, yeah. Freddy. Like it yeah. honestly has very little Freddy in it, um, and it's just yeah, it was a it was a weird time. It was a weird time watching that um, and. But on to the next, and Mark posted a thing about um, a little making of uh, oh, Freddy's Dead. So, I mean, I, I'm predisposed to to enjoy anything that Rachel Talley does. She is where two of my big fandoms intersect. She's where Doctor Who and A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, mm. meet one another. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love that she, you know, she has somebody who is melding together those two fandoms for me. Also, she's smart as fuck sharp as a dart and great to listen to uh and i retweeted a f- just a five minute video of her dissecting a really neat really fun little physical effects shot from freddy's dead uh and yeah it, it's it's it, it almost makes you reframe 
the movie you're watching, even though it gets a lot of grief from fans and non-fans of Elm Street, are like, it's too jokey, the kills are too fucking cartoonish, uh, you know, it's not scary at all. But what it is, is imagine like a good time. Oh, it is, dude. Mate, it, mate, it really <laughs> is. It really is. It knows. It's a movie that knows exactly what it is at that point culturally. Um, and yeah, it, it's fun. It's self-aware. And Rachel mm-hmm. Talley obviously invested it with a lot of, you know, uh, 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 a lot of what she brings to a project. Nobody on that project was turning around to dick, dick around. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's the impression you get. So whatever yeah. you might think of that film as a product, people turned up. Yeah. Uh, which you cannot say for the uh, dream, child. dream child, which no very transparently <laughs> and yeah, the dead and lovely episode talks to you about like the, the production of that too, that it was like, it was like four weeks of pre-production or something of that nature. And like just absolutely thrown together. <laughs> Amazing. Like, they just were like, let's Freddy's, just milk this shit. Um, and it yeah. shows. Baby. Shows. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, no. The logic of it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Let's throw like three writers in a room with a little bit of cocaine. <laughs> That's right, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I think they pointed out that there's like a bajillion writers on on this as well. It's just like an absolute disaster of a film. Um, but you know, sometime this week, maybe Mark gets his shit together. We'll <laughs> watch the next one. <laughs> so good. I'm bitter at Mark because he stood me up when we were supposed to I watch did. it. Uh, we had a movie oh, date. I did not make it. He just fell asleep and didn't even tell me. So I was just sitting, <laughs> sitting in Zoom by myself like, doop-a-doo, doop-a-doo. Hey, come on. I, that's, that's, I think, probably the second time in, you know, eight months. That's not bad. Well, it was two days in a row, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Those are within parameters, man. That's cool. <laughs> can I tell you what he did the day before? Because this is, I don't know if this is worse or better, but it is more comical. <laughs> he, he, he's like, you know what? I've had a really hard day at work. I don't think I'm going to have time to watch this movie. I'm like, sweet, perfect, mm-hmm. no worries. We'll, we'll get to it at another time. He texts me later yeah. on. He goes, you know what? Let's watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, perfect. I'm working out. I'm like, yeah, let me like shower off real quick. We'll do mm-hmm. it. 20 minutes. He's like, okay, awesome. He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And we'll start this movie. I'm like, okay. I say, okay, let's start. He says, okay, nothing. 20 minutes later, I get a text. A little late to be starting Freddy, don't you think? Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know. <laughs> it's just like, what just I mean, happened? When you relay events in a sequence like that, then yeah, I guess I can see how... <laughs> I can see how sequentially laying out events might paint yeah. a particular, you know, some some kind of picture. But yeah, if you if you say things in the order in which they happened, it paints you a picture see? of how things happened. Uh, that old trick, that old, <laughs> that old gambit. I heard it differently. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, yeah, those are those are things I watched. Duncan, anything to add? Anything you watched in the? Well, you don't really watch horror, but anything. Uh, you recommend you've seen this week uh i mean i all i've been do- doing this week is playing monster hunter so <laughs> ah perfect i yeah. mean it's a, it it works brand wise i did also this week though uh i was very excited about this uh as a recent convert mm-hmm. to the wrestling mm-hmm. uh i watched Ugh. aew blood and guts oh nice this weekend this week on wednesday 
and had a phenomenal time. I enjoyed every goddamn second of that. They left it all in the ring. They left it oh. all out there. Everyone involved. Absolutely. No one kind of kept anything in the tank, you know? Yeah. I was looking at um, pictures of... Oh, God, his name is escaping me right now. But uh, anyways, one of the um, inner circle fellas posted a picture the next day and he's just like torn apart just everything is bruised he's got like mm-hmm. stitches all this stuff and i was like i'm like zooming in i'm like wait shit is that yeah, real like that my Sammy god Guevara. um that's who it was cory it's i'm just delighted at this turn of events right <laughs> and it's made me examine myself a little bit here because it, it, i am famed for it being difficult to get me to listen to or watch anything that anyone recommends right very tough to get yep. me to do that Whereas mm-hmm. you just dive on in and commit to stuff and you give everything such a such a chance and yeah you you know your life seems more, more of a joyful place because of it <laughs> yeah I love you know liking I mean? things I yeah. love taking I love liking taking recommendations things sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like if I think for a second that you've recommended to me something that I might enjoy then yes. I'm gonna go headlong I'm and all this, for it. This seems to be what has happened with with wrestling and AEW in particular. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a wrestling episode was waiting in the wings for us at some point anyway yeah. down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether I was into it or not, we had to talk about it. At some yes. Point. It's so, one of your passions, Mark. So what a treat to to have you along. Yeah, and this is why we have brought our dear Duncan here. Yeah, I've I've been known to like a wrestling in my time. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan, how did you get into wrestling? Oh, well, that's a very easy story. I was watching (laughs) TV at my grandparents' house, and I saw a commercial for a local WWF house show being promoted by Paul Bearer and The Undertaker and thought, this is the coolest thing I've ever (laughs) seen. And it was just, it was just... Paul Bearer talking in his Paul Bearer <laughs> in his voice, spooky voice. Yeah. about him and The Undertaker coming to end someone's career at Boston yeah, Gardens. And I'm like, this is amazing. Because, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, I may not have watched a lot of horror, but I was still a spooky kid. I'm like, this is the yeah. coolest. Yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly target audience. You've got your spooky aesthetic. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything well, look, about that I mean, would appeal. Wrestling has many intersections with horror, right? There are many junctions sure. where they cross paths. So you've got, you know, even just off the top of my head, there are horror characters. There are, you know, there's uh, the, the 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 kind of often feuds or, or, or rivalries are are built much like a like a movie structure over months, and you tune in and you get invested in the story. More so though, and we're, we're, which puts wrestling more in the Joag kind of uh, frame is. It's a, it's just the most uniquely shitty business, and has <laughs> yeah, been, and has been for just for decades, right? Ever Literally since, ever. Um, and not so much I now. Just, I mean, oh, there, there, there's there's been some moves towards the. It, it would seem as at least the business healing itself. Um, mm. but I'd I'd very much love to talk to you about some ways in which the thing you like currently is. Just the worst. Yeah, because this is, I mean, there are elements of this that because I was never into it, I kind of like at least peripherally knew there's Mm. a lot of like shit surrounding wrestling. There's a lot of tragedies that have surrounded wrestling and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, right now I'm in the uh, it's different because I'm just watching this through 
this lens of like this is a whole new world for me and i love Mm. anything like physical i love anything where people do banana stuff with their bodies like if i'm I'll be like in a hotel somewhere looking for something and it's like CrossFit games. Sure. Why not? Like, you know, like I will watch anything where someone is doing something physical and I love that. And they got sumo on ESPN four. I'm there. Yeah. I'm so, (laughs) I'm so into it. And one of the, the things I love is like these, these personalities as well. And like my, like my favorite right now is MJF. I'm like super, super into MJF. Uh, I just think he's like the most fun person on the planet to watch you know but like just these like big personalities and Mm. and the things that they do with their body are really fun but one of the things that i also know about this is like much like you know people watching football and you have to be aware of like cte and the fact that these people are going in like Mm. killing their spouses and stuff like that also very aware that some of these big personalities and these things that they're doing with their bodies push them to limits and whatnot along with an exploitative business historically these mm. seem to add up to a lot. So what, you know, here I want you guys to, like, just, you know, burst my bubble a little bit <laughs> before, <laughs> and, and right, tell listen, me about I mean, some of that. Before that, I mean, I think it's probably, it might be a nice place to start to to just talk a little bit about if it is that fucking shit your business and if it does leave mm-hmm. bruised and broken people in its wake, sometimes to the point of, you know, addiction and murder, suicide, uh, uh, all of that is the story that people tend to zoom in on but mm-hmm. on 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 its best day what is wrestling to you because mm. so, for so many people yeah. you don't i mean you tend to you you tend to be a long-term wrestling fan you know what i mean when it gets it's hooks into you when it gets uh when when you have that moment like you had watching that commercial with the undertaker duncan it tends to mm-hmm. Uh, get you at an early age and and it often is with you for life so on the flip side of the human cost that we're going to mm-hmm. allude to shortly what, what what is in it for a fan then what is you know yeah actual sports yeah okay there's 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 the mystery of who's going to win something there's there's gambling maybe there's there's actual sports and, and i get what people enjoy about that but why 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 would we follow a art form and it is a fucking art form Absolutely. uh when the business around it is often inhumane in parts in the way that it treats people or treats careers uh treats human life yeah the upside must be fucking great and, I, and, and it is i mean i know what the upside is is when at its very best it you know it 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 can combine a load of different forms of art in one go really really effectively drama and comedy and pantomime and theater and, and violence you know um yeah uh and then you, I, go on sorry i was just gonna say like i mean that's the thing so like you know you see a commercial on mm. tv and you you get into it and i remember those commercials completely when you said like oh the Boston Absolutely. gardens all that i'm like i remember those vividly yeah so then once you once you went or you watched or whatever happened to mm-hmm. you know start getting you into this what was that what was that thing Mm. that then it was like because that's i mean i know like with mark mark doesn't give a shit about sports um sure and i know you're not a huge sports person yeah either um but something about this uh is is worth watching to you yeah i mean like i i kind of knew like from jump that like wrestling was wasn't you know what what, it was we're gonna say we're gonna say right we i i i i I, I knew it was scripted like i that i was smartened up to that like immediately but 
that doesn't stop when you're like a little kid seeing these guys in these colorful outfits. Like these are like real life superheroes and villains. Mm. Yes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. like, like, like you're just used to seeing this kind of thing in a cartoon. These are like cartoons come to life, and that's mm. super cool. And then you get o- older, and you can like start like seeing okay so we've got these stories going on and that's kind of interesting and oh yeah sure it's scripted but this is still like real athletic things that they're doing and it's impressive that they're doing them the way i've put it to Corey a couple of times is that the it it still happens now and it's such a cool moment where you see a move that Mm -hmm. if it were to be executed properly it would have killed someone but you can't yeah. for the fucking life if you work out right. So who took the weight there? How did he take that fall? How the fuck right, have they yeah. done that uh, and, and not ended someone's life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I constantly find myself in that. And this is, I've freaked out both Mark and Keo about this who are like a little bit concerned that I'm going to go find a way to do this and break myself. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is like there's a part of me that wants to like no when i see someone do something physical i want to go like i'm like i need yeah. to understand that and i want to do that with my body to figure it out well, i'm not going to try to become a wrestler guys don't worry i just you'd be fantastic very... you'd be amazing <laughs> yeah but i'm very much like when i watch this stuff you know when mm-hmm. we were sitting there watching it the other night like you can see there are things that genuinely do like hurt people they're just not going to yes. break them you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which i think is also really like like wow, the things these people put their bodies through. Um, I've suffered is a few, a few kind of, don't try this at home, disregard related <laughs> wrestling related injuries growing up. Um, yeah, that's right. You didn't you say who was it? Someone uh, drunkenly, uh, you decided to try to pull a move off. Oh yeah, it was. It was well in my in my kind of late teens or early twenties. It would have been Lee who gave me a yeah, fucking choke slam from hell onto a beach. <laughs> Uh, onto my, and I took it all on my lower back and that hurt for a couple of weeks. That was great. Even younger, um, Alan wrapped a fucking guitar around my head um, in an imitation of the Honky Tonk Man, yeah, whose gimmick oh. was he would he would bust a fucking uh, thin balsa wood guitar. guitar. <laughs> exactly. Um, in a rush of adrenaline, my brother sees this, picks the guitar up that I'm actually using to practice as a kid. Uh, you know, and I... Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking batters me across the head with it, causes a crack in the guitar. It was, it was good. <laughs> at least it cracked the guitar. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah at least. At least. Uh, did Duncan? Did you and your sibling ever do this, or any of your Everyone friends? Everyone did. Like, well, I, I mean, to... we 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 made we, we we were like like I like to say that we were smart in that mm. uh, we kept it to like you know mimicking submissions on each other as opposed to any kind sure. of like slams and what like things <laughs> that weren't going to cause real <laughs> physical damage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's wise. Yeah. But why else? Like, so you know, if we're celebrating this, what else? Why do you? What draws you? What's the good about this that outdoes the fact that you know? Like, that's the mm-hmm. things you know mm-hmm. how the sausage what is made. The toll. Yeah, you know how the sausage sausage is made. You know the toll this can take mm-hmm. on on people and whatnot. What is it? I I know very well. I have seen two yeah. gruesome leg breaks in front of my eyes from oh. the second row. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) See, there's like the other day, Kia was like, hey, you know, there's actually like a local Pennsylvania one we could go see, and yada, yada. And like that, I was like, ooh, yeah. yeah." And then I'm like, I don't want to see anyone's leg break. I I understand that. You should absolutely go, especially if if the one he's talking about is Rise. Like, I know some of the people who work through that, they're awesome. I'll have to check on that. But yeah. yeah. So, why? Anyways, you see legs breaking, you see exploitation, see all this stuff. What what keeps you? 
what ke- what keeps keeps me is uh, like part part of it is like like I as it is like a lot of what's gone on and like what's what's come to light in recent years has soured me on it a bit. Like mm-hmm. I haven't really watched anything on TV since like maybe pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and it's it's been over a year anyway. I will still go to live shows because there's nothing yeah. like going to a live wrestling show. Yes, like I love going. Best. I love being being in the crowd. I love cheering, booing, just being part of that. I love taking pictures. Like it's just yeah. fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Mark. Uh, yeah, I mean the same. Uh, I completely echo what Duncan has said. There, if you get the chance, get yourself down the front at a local wrestling show it's it, there's nothing like it man a little bit of fucking back and forth with the heels you know it's mm-hmm. fucking good fun um yeah after seeing fighting with my family that definitely became mm. like a i was like oh that looks like so much fun i want to do that and now knowing i can mm-hmm. i'm for it but knowing you know knowing what you know about the way i tick i mean <laughs> the fact that it, it it has been and is still in places a, a, a slow motion car crash you know, I can't deny, and and I can't deny that that is that remains a big draw for me. You know, um, so there is like a morbid fascination with it as well. Huge, yeah, and even. For sure. uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you agree, Duncan. I mean, I I lapsed for a long time, right? I tuned out of wrestling for a while, but even when I wasn't making an effort to actually consume it to watch it on TV, I would still check in on the web, make sure you know, uh, check the dirt sheet, see who's dead. Because ev- there was a period there when every other fucking week, man, it was, it yeah, was a, it was a, a premature death. Yeah, in the early two thousands, like in real life. Was, yeah, in real oh, yeah. life, like in real yes. life, like in the in the early to mid two thousands, it was bad. All the I time. do again. This is a thing that I kind of vaguely remember being a thing, mm-hmm. um, and some sort of being like huge news as well, yep. depending, I guess, how the person died. But being not in like, totally tuned into it, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize like it was necessarily that prevalent. Which I guess yeah. is your way into talking about the rough side of it all. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. that particularly that generation of performers. Uh, if you add together a punishing schedule of working on the road. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 300 odd days a year on the road in a car, traveling to a venue, living in a car from time to time, living in hotels. Um, Three or four events a week. Yes. A crazy amount of travel. And on top of that, grueling kind of working through physical injuries, uh, the expectation of the culture that uh, prescription drug use to, to, to calm persistent pain all the time is perfectly normal. Get through it, work through it. Um, we didn't really know how bad CTE was yet, mm, so a yeah. lot of those, a lot of those like early deaths to like suicide or drug addiction and whatnot were likely linked to that. Mm. Yeah. So, what were some of like you know the specific, what who were some of these people? What happened uh, at the time? Well, it's, it's impossible to know where to fucking begin with that <laughs> with that question, well, right? Both Since Duncan... we're talking about CTE, we could start sure. with Chris Benoit, who's like it the would have biggest... to be, wouldn't it? It would have yeah. to be, like, like that's that's like the obvious starting point if we're talking about how CTE was affecting all of this. What happened is is that you know I was watch, watching a pay per view on Sunday. Chris Benoit was supposed to have a match. He wasn't there. Monday Night Raw st- starts, and they had just done an angle the last week where Vince McMahon got blown up in his own limo. Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon is now standing in the center of the ring telling us all that we're not sure what happened, but Chris Benoit, his child, and his wife are dead, and they're doing a tribute show. 
And <sighs> then things get weird because, like, maybe halfway through the show, the things that people are saying stop being quite as complimentary and start just being talking about what a tragedy this was. Mm. And then, it, you know, the reports come, come out that, oh, this was Chris Benoit double murder, murdering his wife and his young child, and then hanging himself on his weight bench. Oof. Jeez Louise. And they, like, so this is being uncovered on the air. Well, well, no. they're doing this. They, 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 this, they, like, the news is being reported while it's on, on the air, right. but, like, none of that comes out during the tribute show. It's just, like, you get... <laughs> but you, the people, tribute show ends, yeah. you look at the news, and it's just, like, murder, do- yeah. like, double murder, suicide. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But, so you can tell, like, during the show that people definitely have gotten the news, and that's why it's changing in tone. Well, a, or, yeah, there are, some, there are some definite, like, changes in, in, in the way people were talking, like, as the show right. went on. And, and so and, you're and saying that they Even then, then it may, they may not have gotten the news. It may just be people who heard that they were all dead and then had suspicions. Right, 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 right. And so what had, I mean, the two questions I sort of have about that are, A, you were going to say something about what his brain was like when they, you know, opened that shit up afterwards. And was there, like, you know, you're saying, like, people had suspicions. Was there things that would have led people to think, like, "Mm, he might have had something to do with this? Yeah, well, Uh, like, there are some stories Mm -hmm. about the way he would, like, like how hard he would be on, like, younger talent backstage Mm -hmm. And things like that. Just like you know, he was he. It was known that you know, like a, a lot of people like originally associated it with roid rage because he was known for mm. being gassed to the gills. But sure, you know, he was on um, everything but rollerblades, as one as one <laughs> podcast once said. <laughs> Benoit, yeah, yeah. the the there's a lot been said and written about what happened with Benoit, right? And one mm-hmm. cannot help but leave with the impression that. It was the inevitable result of a fella working through substantial physical injury, daily pain, drug addiction, and and just layers of mental illness. Um, mm-hmm. You only have to read a little bit about what Chris Benoit was like as a person to see how pathologically driven, terrified of failure, overcompensating for his stature. He's quite a short guy. Um mm fiercely uh, kind of protective and loyal of the few friendship groups that he that he that he'd stayed uh, that he'd managed to 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 protect um fiercely loving towards his family but uh whether it was I, when i say a chair shot right when you see someone get hit by a chair in AEW now uh versus when you saw someone get hit by a fucking chair during mid 90s WWE yep um they get hit on the back. <laughs> Holy shit. Crazy Whereas... fucking chair shots. Again and yeah. again and again. Yeah, they were just hitting him right on the top of the skull. Like, over and yep. over. Twat. Oh, like, there's there's a, there's a notorious match, an I Quit match between The Rock and Mankind, yeah, I, where The I, Rock I levels... Yeah, levels Mankind with, like, 17 chair shots to the fucking dome. Just, like, yeah, while over he's hang- and over. While he's handcuffed God. to the ring rope, just wallop. Yeah. And they're actually like they're yeah. genuinely doing this. You can yeah. hear it. You can hear it, and you can see it dent across his skull. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you know this is. It's got to be like an, a special horror to like if you were to pull that up on YouTube and mm-hmm. watch it now. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Knowing Absolutely. what we know about head trauma and what Tests. this does to people who have this. Tests conducted on Benoit's brain. 
by the head of neurosurgery at West Virginia University showed Benoit's brain, quote, Benoit's brain was so severely damaged it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? Um, That's insane. Yes, it is, it is, it is. And what, you know... The broadcast, as Duncan rightly says, the broadcast as 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 word hit, you know, the, what exactly had happened. The tone of the broadcast just changes from, um, it, you know, just being his friends openly weeping at the camera, talking about about you know what a loss they're going to feel, um, to like William Regal talking about how there was this darkness. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, he put a Bible next to each of the corpses. Uh, his it's wife very was bound John List, hugely. Thing. Yeah, his wife was bound at the feet and wrists. Uh, oh my god! And his son was killed while sedated in his bed. Why did he bind her? To probably to stop her from fighting back as he. How did he? Her. Well, how did he kill them? I mean, how, like. Uh, I I believe uh, like th- there's been conflicting reports. I believe it, he smothered them with a pillow. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, why would you? I was assuming he like shot them or something. And I'm like, no, well, no, 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 <laughs> to do that. Gosh, that is horrifying. That's yeah, even, um, even worse than I imagined. The the impact of the Benoit event, though, uh, seismic. You know, doesn't mm-hmm. even doesn't even come close. And things, you know, things changed as a result. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why we don't get chair shots of the head anymore. Exactly. Right. Uh, was was this the catalyst, Duncan, for the wellness policy in WWE? Would you say is this what? Yes, this was it. So since so what's that? Uh, performers um, have to be regularly tested for performance enhancing drugs, I believe, and they get three strikes and out. Is that the yep. is that the setup? I don't. Know. Yeah, and then there's also also like uh like if you go a certain amount of time without a strike, you get a strike removed and that kind of thing. It's it's complicated, but the the general idea is to try and make sure that people aren't on like you know HDH or steroids right. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that would affect their yeah mood and, and they stop exactly and they've stopped chair shots to the head. Um, yeah, I mean. Do I sometimes miss seeing a good cranial chair shot on the TV? Yes. <laughs> I, see, what I miss is I, I, I miss like the ones from like early to mid 90s Japan where the seats of the chair would pop off as they hit. Like, like the, th- the thing about that is that like those so kind good. of chairs were relatively safe to smash over someone's head because <laughs> they were they were made in su- such a way that the seat just went. Yeah, it just so pops right off. Yeah. It it isn't like wrapping steel around yeah. their goddamn skull. Yeah, but it has the effect of looking like someone was hit really hard, like a bat yes. breaking. So exactly. it's safer, but looks more spectacular. Precisely. That's, that's that's another thing. Like like putting people through ta- tables in in wrestling. That's one of those things mm-hmm. where like if someone's jumping off of a height, if they put they're putting someone through a table, that like makes it safer because it helps break the fall a bit. Right. But yeah. it looks more impressive because the table fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So what else? Tell me about some others. That, you know, listen. Uh, this episode is dedicated to you. If you have a favorite dead wrestler, right? If you have a... <laughs> Because I think everyone does. I, I believe everyone does. If you have a favorite dead wrestler, fucking big up yourselves. Drop it in the comments on our Twitter because I will reminisce mm. all day and all night long with you about your favorite dead wrestlers. Who are your favorite dead wrestlers, Duncan? Who's sure. passed on? Sure, I, still... if we're going to s- start talking about this, Do it. Let's, ju- let's jump right in with Mitsuharu Misawa. Okay. Tiger Mask number two. Uh-huh. Okay, tell us about him. 
Mita Haru Misawa was one of like the four pillars of Japanese wrestling in the early to mid 90s. He is just like an absolute powerhouse. Like he he is a well-known name in Japan and over here quite well known as well. Um, he was the uh, second Tiger Mask, which was based off of an anime character that they made into an actual wrestler. And there have been oh, like okay. four nice. or five of them throughout throughout the years. And um, he's just incredible. Like he, he, he had this great hard hitting style. He was very believable. And he died in the ring. <gasps> oh, he, what happened? He took a German suplex and landed on his neck wrong. Ew. Oh no 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 no! Oh, yeah. I'm so worried about everyone's necks. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So worried. And so he like did he die instantly? He did like, not. No. Like like I think he may have like I I I've seen the video of it and I I, I haven't watched it since then. So it's yeah. Like, I can imagine a that's fuzzy. a see once and then try yeah. to forget. But like it kind like of he I, I'm pretty sure he like rolled out of the ring ended up like lying on the ground and like just like kind of died there in front of the whole crowd. Um. Wow. One of my one of my internet holy grails is the Owen Hart video. I mean, if oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, ever since I've ever ever been on the internet, that has been my my, yeah, so my this holy is, grail. Owen my Hart one. is where the idea for this episode actually started, right? Cause I'm not this, too I, surprised by that. That's the one that I I had fallen asleep mm-hmm. um, googling. Uh-huh. And so I had like taken a, a, a picture, a screenshot, and I was like, hey, this is what I fell asleep talking about. Should we talk about wrestling tragedies mm. in it? Yeah. So do um, one of you want to take what happened there? Go ahead, uh, Mark. I just did Masala. Thanks, buddy. Um, so in the final analysis, I believe it was finally blamed on uh, the harnessing company having taken shortcuts and, and given him the wrong gear or the wrong clip. You gotta start with what time. happened before but, the explanation. Of course, bear with me. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But for whatever the reasons were, um, uh, Owen Hart was he? Uh, he one was the Blue you know, Blazer at the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, was he actually in character as a Blue Blazer? Let me just get the date up here. Yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, I've already got that pulled up. Beautiful. Um, it would May have been May twenty third. Yep, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, the character that Owen was playing at the time, uh, you know, was famous for high flying, coming in on a wire, swooping in from the rafters of the of the the stadium and landing in the ring. Unfortunately, on May the twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, for whatever reasons, uh, the fuck up with his harness caused him to fall from the ceiling and to connect with one of the ring ropes, uh, to lie in the ring, you know, dying before he was he was taken away from the scene uh from huge internal injuries uh they the and they continued right like yes they, like, continued. they did not end the show Absolutely. and they did not tell anyone in the audience what happened either yeah just like oh just take him away and yeah. and, and carry on yep yep that is so but it happened during a show during a paper and you can't and you can't get video of this so the show is, I'm certain the show is still on the network, Duncan. Is that right? So it is, but the all footage of Owen Hart has been scrubbed from it. Right. Yeah, from that show. Like, like they, they, right. they just they just have like a, you know, to the memory of Owen Hart. Owen Hart I died see. during this broadcast. And then mm. everything with the blue blazer is just not there. Huh. It just seems like it's, that's one of those weird things where you're like, you know, this is 1999. This is not ancient history. Yeah. That like nobody, 
nobody recorded this nobody like had a vhs tape in that then post like do, are they just really good at scrubbing it from the internet that's just why they've, they've been really good at this. scrubbing it as near as i know wow. yeah yeah that's that's fascinating but that's a like i mean that's one of the again these like crazy things about this is that so much bad stuff like this happens whether it yeah. is your broken leg or someone falling and dying mm -hmm. yes. and you know it's it's in front of people yep Absolutely. It's like, you know, I've been to, I went to a, a um, like a race car thing. What do you call it? A race car? A race, a race car game? Yeah, a sure. race. You just call yeah. it a race. Mom, can we go Clearly. to the race car? Can we go to the race car thing? An event. I would like to go to the race car show, no. please. No. Um, I yeah, I clearly was not a fan. It was just a friend was racing. A friend's <laughs> friend was racing. Mm -hmm. uh, but someone died while I was seeing oh. this this race mm. and like and that was my mom always said she's like oh i don't i don't go to races because someone always dies and i was like mm -hmm. yeah and then i went and someone died right and that's like it's kind of traumatic and yeah like seeing that actually the physical person yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah sweet jesus that's gotta be yeah that's, for everyone who was there that day that's really gotta be that's a thing you don't forget yo not at all yeah that's true hmm yeah <laughs> Similar, a more recent one, um, I think it was like uh, 2016, no, 2015, was uh, Paraguayo Jr. He was in a match with Rey Mysterio in uh, March 2015. And uh, Rey Mysterio has this move where he swings through the ropes and oh, kicks Jesus, someone in the I've face. Oh, Jesus, I've seen that. I've seen that video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you've seen that video. I, yes. I'm not surprised you've seen that video. So he just like swings through the ropes and kicks the dude in the face. Unfortunately, it clipped the rope and... The rope snapped up into the dude's neck and internally yeah. decapitated him. Yeah. <gasps> oh. And you wouldn't know to look at the film. You, would, yeah. you wouldn't, you know, there's no like you can't outward tell yeah. indicator that the guy is dead. He just dies. Yeah. You know, drops like a sack of spuds. Um, yeah. One of the other performers unhelpfully tries to bring him around by just patting his head. Hello. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. That's insane. It yeah. does. Yeah, look... Yes, and that touches on certainly one of the one of the reasons why you keep going back, or at least I kept going back for a while there in the nineties, early noise, because you just don't know what's going to happen next when it's at its best, right? But it, right. You look at a wrestling match on paper, and it's made up of the same set of tropes and spots rearranged depending on the audience and the story. But at its best, you just don't fucking know what's going to happen next, and right. um. Yeah, sometimes it's horrible. Sometimes it's 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 horrific. Careers, it it doesn't even need to be a spectacular kind of crash that can end a career. It can just be coming down awkwardly on a knee, you know. Yeah. Right. That can put you out for fucking six months or more. Um, yeah. When it's when it's really good, you don't know what's coming next. And and I guess that's also testament to when it's planned beautifully. You know, the 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 appearance of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. That's one of the things that gets me too. Like when I was watching, so you know the the blood and guts one, mm. you, they're in this big cage, right? Uh, yeah. For those who don't watch this or didn't see that, um, and you have what is it, ten on ten or something like that in this thing? Just an enormous amount of people in there, <laughs> all doing this these various things, and so it has the appearance of chaos, and you of know. Chaos, yeah. It's controlled to a yeah. degree, you know, like, you know, they know what they're doing and that this is controlled. But the appearance to me watching yeah. it is like, how, how is, 
like, yeah. what and, is going on in here? It's total mayhem. And, and the thing is, sometimes it is a bit of mayhem because depending right, on yeah. the wrestlers in it, they may not know what's going on. They may just be calling it on the fly. Yeah. Right. Like, that's very yeah. common. Yeah, which I learned from fighting with my family, which yeah. was fascinating to learn, that you do things spontaneously and you should be able to read each other and yeah. things like that to be um, able to... And, 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 but that's, that's not true for everyone. Like, for instance, right. one of the most famous wrestlers and considered one of the best wrestlers of all time, Macho Man Randy Savage, would have things planned down meticulously to the second mm. in every mm. single one of his matches. Right it's, right. it's just a matter of, you know, how these people interact. Right. What kind of wrestler you are, how you choose to do things. I mean, I just think that's so incredibly fascinating. Um, I will say, you know, I just started last night um, because I kept seeing it pop up places. Now, basically, my Instagram feed only mm -hmm. shows me like advertisements for either vegan meal plans right. or <laughs> Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, so the two things that show up on mine. But I kept seeing either in my ads or in people's stories and whatnot, this show on Vice, I guess it's in its third season. Dark now. Side of the Ring. Yeah. Dark Side it's of the Ring. So really I really good. Yeah. I watched the most recent like set of episodes as a two part yep. episode and I can't remember the guy's name. Brian Pillman. Yes, oh, that's okay. the that's the one. Yep. Um that was just absolutely fascinating through and through. What a what a story of a person who just really sort of gave it all and crossed those lines, really blurred the lines yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Mm -hmm. so that people who yeah. knew him didn't know whether he was in character or he was going insane. You yeah. know, there was like just this really fine line in that that he was doing on purpose, yeah. you yeah. know, um, and I mean, it, I, it is yeah, a business that is open. built on lying, right? Yeah. The entire and he embraced it. That's what was kind of yeah. really interesting about that. The is whole like point is to lie to your audience so yeah. they believe something. It's uh, and yeah. mm -hmm. just some people live the gimmick to the point where, as 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 you saw with Fly and Brian, and with Benoit, because mm -hmm. his gimmick was uh, you know this never quit, tenacious, a little bit unhinged mad fucker. Yeah. And and you know that's when he was getting adoration. That's when he was doing well. Fuck, that's that's really what I am. The gimmick crosses over into the private mm -hmm. life, crazy mm -hmm. shit. And, and and because you're doing it fucking on the road four five nights a week, mm -hmm. which is wild too. You know, it's kind of one of those things where like you really you have to have a passion for doing this because yeah, why would you do this? Why yeah, would you yeah, do this yeah, to yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, completely. You know. It's uh, it's really crazy. I recommend that that show to people who either just have like a morbid fascination with this stuff, or if you are a wrestling fan or whatever the case may be. It's it's just mm. an interesting look, yeah. You know, at the at the humanity of people and the industry itself, and you know, kind of just examining all the the things that lead it to be something that people do love. Um, yeah. while it's also something that, if done wrong, yes. can be absolutely horrific. Yeah. Ruinous. Ruinous, yeah. Well, Duncan, thank you so much for coming in and talking about this with us. It was uh, an absolute blast. Happy to be yeah. here. Thanks for yeah. having me. It was very, very good to see you, Duncan. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to get to see your face and hear your voice and whatnot, because we don't get to hang often, especially COVID times and whatnot. But right. Well, we're all uh, vaccinated up here. Yeah, now Ooh. that we're all vaxxed up, we'll, we'll fix that. But just yep. so glad to have you and, and get your perspective yep. on all of this. Um, hey, everybody, you know, drop us some stars on the Apple podcasts. Uh, tell your friends about us, all that. And keep posting your selfies in your Joag merch because, God, we love it so much. I we do. We absolutely love it. I'd, seeing... I'd quite enjoy wearing one soon. Uh, but it, <laughs> On it, the air? Yeah, yeah, once it gets to you. Just <laughs> hasn't arrived yet. 
hasn't arrived yet, but you know, maybe next week we'll show up in our, our Joag swag. Uh, but yeah, uh, Mark, you want to send us off? Uh, listen, don't forget, I need to know who your favorite dead wrestlers are, and I need to know who uh, what uh, MTV horror you'd like to see on the watch along in a couple of weeks, all right? So please do hit me up and keep listening and stay spooky, and we love each of you so very, very deeply. Amen. <laughs>